Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode is sponsored by Try Vegan, a vegan meal home delivery service that is nutritious and delicious and makes your life easier. Based out of New Jersey, they deliver throughout the Northeast. Check out more details on their website, tryveganmealprep.com. And you can get 25% off your first order with the promo code LITYOGA. So go vegan. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's motivation is about how to better regulate your emotions. This really came from speaking with my best friend from childhood. We became friends at two years old, and here we are 50 years later. And I speak to her regularly, and our lives are very different right now because while I have two teenagers, she has two littler ones. Her oldest is nine, and her youngest will be five this year. And so I try and help her from my perspective and my experience with my kids. And then she keeps me appraised with what's going on. And I have memories of those earlier years. So she was telling me about her youngest who has some big emotions and some big actions. And she was mentioning how her youngest really kind of triggered her own emotions and how to deal with them. And so coming together, they were really knocking heads, so to speak. And a lot of us can relate to this, whether we had a parent we did this with or a sibling or a friend or we're having with a child. She is a therapist, um, a trained psychotherapist. And so, but she's been getting help from her psychotherapist community. And she was saying that when she was speaking to this one therapist, the therapist said something that really resonated with her. And that was when you're in that heightened state where you're both feeling a lot and it's kind of triggering you, the stuff from your childhood, remember this, it's similar but not the same. And this is a way of dealing with these triggers that that 
So you don't have to be set up for the same reactions or situations that you might have experienced earlier. But it's giving you the understanding that you're, it is similar to some of those experiences, but it's, it's not the same. And not being the same means that you can also have a different response. And the other thing she said is that she's learning to first communicate by regulating. So before you even, before she even starts to engage with her daughter, she has to first regulate her own self and then help her daughter regulate as well. So what is emotional regulation and why is it so important? You know, it's really important that we learned how to regulate our emotions so that we can interact with others as a parent, as a friend, as a partner in the workspace. And emotional regulation is getting a lot more uh, research and just press because it is known to be such an important part of emotional intelligence. So emotional regulation is defined as the ability to manage your emotional responses. Knowing that life is going to serve us a lot, throw a lot of things our way, we can't control the things that come our way necessarily, but we can learn to control how we respond to situations, to people, to things. And so a person who's able to take charge of emotions instead of just allowing those emotions to kind of take over and get reactionary is indeed practicing this very necessary emotional regulation. And that doesn't mean that we're not going to experience all the emotions, negative, positive, but we're just learning how to monitor our feelings so we're better able to respond with calmness, with efficiency, with effectiveness in all sorts of different situations. So with my friend, when she was dealing with her daughter and her daughter is really freaking out over something, and we can all imagine that, like a kid having a tantrum, a big expression of emotions. If we engage with that uh, atmosphere of kind of chaos, we're probably not going to be our best selves. We're probably going to get triggered to be impatient and be quick and be angry. But if we can learn to respond to how that situation is making us feel and keep our emotions more in check, then we're going to be able to have a better interaction. And like my friend's doing, teach our children by modeling how to regulate emotions. Because Basically, adults are just big kids. So the quicker we can learn how to regulate emotions as children, we're going to be much better off regulating as adults. That being said, we know a lot of adults who haven't didn't learn it as, as a child, whether it wasn't modeled for them, it wasn't part of that environment they grew up in. And so it's never too late to learn that, to learn these kind of coping skills and behavioral guidance to improve, you know, how we regulate our emotions. So it is been discovered it's a skill. And like any skill, it can be improved and it can be practiced. And by doing that, we are not only helping ourselves, helping our nervous system, helping our ability to cope and deal with all situations and all people, 
we're also helping those around us. Because if we are calmer and we're able to regulate our own emotions, that definitely impacts the people that we're with and the situations. You know, if, if two people are throwing kindling on a fire, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. But if one person is not contributing, little by little, the, the heat of that moment will dissipate. And so it not only feels great in that immediate time period, but it also really enhances our long-term emotional well-being. And that shows up in our health. You know, if you're, if you're not regulating your emotions well, your nervous system isn't going to be as balanced. And that leads to a whole host of things, you know, in terms of your health, your internal health, and then, of course, your social health, because people are not going to really want to be around people that are emotionally dysregulated. It's not a happy environment to be exposed to. And so if you're known as or you know people who, like, fly off the handle, most people are going to be around, want to be around those um, people. And then it, then it can kind of just make you or that person who is dysregulated even more so because you haven't worked on getting these emotional regulation skills. So it's a very important thing for emotional intelligence. And we all want to be more intelligent. We want to be more intelligent in our body. That's called somatic intelligence. We want to be more socially intelligent, how we interact with others. We want to be more mentally intelligent, how we take in information and are clear in our mind, not cluttered. And all these different forms of intelligence help the others. So helping our emotional intelligence will, in fact, help all those other things. So I've done some research on it because I became so interested after speaking with her. And, and one thing she said that I thought was great, if you are a mom out there and you are like, gosh, I totally know that situation where the kid is just falling apart and is, they, is not emotionally regulated. And this is normal, as we probably realize for kids. For one thing, their frontal lobe is not developed. So that kind of being able to manage emotions is not something they're going to be able to do right away. We develop that. And that awareness and that logical thinking and that just ability to regulate when there's a lot of different things coming our way, emotions and situations, it's just not as well developed for a child. So one thing she said she learned to tell her child when she's having a freak out is instead of coming in and, and trying to make it better or trying to tell that the kid that it's, you know, why are they acting like this? This is not a big deal. To just say, to get down at that, the eye level, because that's when the kid is dysregulated, it's very primal. And so to get down at the level is very much of an animal reaction. And I mean animals because we're all animals, human, non-human animals, to get down at the level, look them in the eyes and say these three things. And that is, I hear you. So that's honoring the feelings they're having, honoring that these emotions are really real. And it's important for children and adults, because we all do become adults, to recognize emotions are just that. They are responses. And to negate an emotion is also not healthy for emotional regulation. It's the awareness because our emotions affect our moods. And so if we stuff down the emotion, that will affect the, the moods that we're in. And moods that are they're different from emotions, they can last a lot longer. So moods are not the same as emotions, but emotions do affect moods. So when we 
practice emotional regulation, we can actually lead to mood improvement, which in the long run can really help us not only have more skills for coping, but we can increase, it's been shown to increase compassion and empathy for others as well. So the first thing is saying, I hear you. is like, I hear you. I acknowledge that you're feeling these things. The second thing to say to a kid who is dysregulated is say, you're safe. Because in that moment, all those primary needs are not being felt. And one of the big primary needs that we all need to feel, but especially as children, is that we're safe, safety. And then the third thing she said that she says to her child is, we'll solve this. So that's a way of really coming in and saying, I'm going to help you and we're going to solve this together. And it's teamwork, but it's also building this sense of trust and empathy and community that you're communing with your child over these feelings. So I hear you, you're safe, and we'll solve this. And those are the first steps in really regulating. So again, to to communicate effectively, we have to first regulate. So those are some things that my friend shared with me. But what do we do as adults to increase our emotional regulation? How do we cultivate this? As we're experiencing now, they're challenging times in life. And the better equipped we are with our emotional intelligence to handle these challenging times, the better we're going to feel and the better we're going to move through them without this kind of long-term residue of emotional dysregulation that that can get you. So some tips that I've uh, that I looked up, and if, again, I'm not a therapist. I am just curious and um, listener. And I, I, like all of us, want to improve my own emotional intelligence. So these are tips for all of us in cultivating more emotional regulation and intelligence. So the first tip is increasing self-awareness. So when you're having an experience, when you're feeling emotions, really take note of it. And a lot of research has been done on emotional regulation and emotions and giving, giving them names and giving them texture and like what is the feeling that you're feeling when you feel, let's say, sad, for example? What does that make you feel? What is the color of that? What is the texture of it? What are the edges of that? So this feeling of being able to name an emotion can feel kind of intense in the moment, but what it's doing is it's setting the stage of being more aware of when this emotion comes again so that you're in more control. Because when emotions come and we're not like clear on, hey, this is sadness, this is anxiety, this is that, we can really, really spiral out. But if we're clearer and have the self-awareness of noticing the feeling and then exploring it a little bit in this almost objective way, like not attached to it, but just as a separate thing— we're also going to be able to manage it more. So it's not just this like spiraling tornado of feelings that we can't wrap our head around. So that's a, a big one is, is having self-awareness. Now, how do we get self-awareness? Well, we have to practice the art of mindfulness. And mindfulness, there's so much great research on mindfulness, but it's just this ability to really explore the senses in our bodies, the senses, whether it's, you know, the touch 
the vision, the hearing. What is it that the breath, you know, all of these ideas that contribute to how we feel. And so becoming more mindful in that self-awareness practice, you know, like right now, if you take a moment wherever you are, what are you feeling? What are you feeling? Are you sitting and are you feeling the couch or the chair or um, are you standing? Are you feeling the floor underneath you? And then how are you feeling in your body? How is it? Does it feel heavy? Does it feel light? Does it feel tense? Does it feel soft? Or does it feel like a distant distance from you, like you're not as in touch? So start to notice and become more mindful of, of the space that you're inhabiting and then the space around you as well. So that because when, again, we're not as regulated, that grounded feeling, that internal compass is not clear. You know, it's harder to find. And so the quicker that we find it in those moments of heightened emotions, the easier it is to kind of move through those emotions as well. So this this ability to really gauge where we are at that moment, paying attention, that mindfulness is really just being super present. And so there's lots of ways of practicing that we know. You can practice it through a seated meditation, a walking meditation, a breathing meditation, just pausing and clearing, you know, closing your eyes. You can practice it through regular self-care, by the way, is a great way of practicing mindfulness because it's tuning into your needs. I need to move right now because I'm feeling kind of sluggish. And the more we practice movement, the more we actually have a clearer pathway to access our emotions, to access our individual needs. It's almost like a little bit of a life hack for emotional intelligence and emotional regulation is is movement because it really cuts right through. When we move, we are present in our body. I say this a lot, but, you know, our mind is rarely present. And the quickest way to get it present is to get into your body because your body is always present. It might be carrying things from the past, but it's present in this moment. And so if you begin to move, move more regularly, you're going to have a better shot at regulating your emotions because you're much more in tune. You're much more present. You're in that space of self-awareness that I was speaking of and, and mindfulness. So get moving. Have a regular movement practice. And that doesn't mean, you know, stay still all the day and then practice for 30 minutes. But it could be like pockets of movement because you know if you've been sitting for a while, a lot of times you aren't fully present. You might be present to what you're doing, but even in that, we can kind of space out. So getting up and moving regularly helps us also regulate our emotions. Have you ever been at the computer? I'm sure we've all done this. And you you just feel the stress of whatever you're doing, even if it's not a very stressful thing. And that is going to set you up for, you know, less optimal emotional regulation because your body is already inhabiting a space of stress and your body and your mind is going to feel it and your emotions are going to feel it. But if you get up and move and kind of clear that stress out more often, you're more likely to be adaptable. And that's another huge, huge element of emotional regulation and emotional intelligence is adaptability because emotional dysregulation lowers our adaptability to any kind of life changes. 
And so in our moment-to-moment daily life, if we can build a robust adaptability, we're going to be better at with our coping mechanisms for our emotions as well. So again, if using that example, if you're at the computer and you're getting really weighed down with the stress of deadlines or dealing with anything, and it could be not at the computer, but I was just using that example, but you're just feeling this weight of stressful emotions, those can, again, they can really end up being quite acidic, you know, and then uh, you're not as adaptable for whatever comes your way. You're going to probably be more reactionary. Um, You might be more angry. You might be more frustrated versus if we regulate and get a little bit more adaptable, we're going to be able to handle things, all the things that come our way, small and large. Another huge thing of emotional regulation is just your own self-compassion. And so many things, um, when we talk about improving our overall well-being, point back to this. Self-compassion is setting aside time, space for ourselves to do things that are going to benefit us. Now, we know we have to work uh, to make a living. We know we have to take care of our uh, family or different obligations. And those don't have to be burdens by any means, but those are things that are necessary for kind of daily life. But if we continue to take care of ourselves first, 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 I can't say it enough, we are going to be better off for everyone. And that really is a form of self-compassion is saying like, my needs need to be taken care of because then I will be a better emotional regulator. I will be a better parent. I will be a better partner. I will be a better daughter. I will be a better worker. I will be a better friend if I take care of myself first. So allowing, um, not just allowing, but really carving out purposefully time that you're doing things for you. And that could be in the form, of course, of movement, any kind of self-care that brings you a sense of joy and calmness. That could be taking a bath. It could be journaling. It could be reading. It could be, you know, hanging out with a friend. You know what makes you feel good. And do more of that and do it daily because that is going to help you in your emotional regulation. And so we have a huge emotional canvas, emotional repertoire. And so what we want to do best is regulate our emotions so that we experience them, so that we feel them, we don't stuff them down, but that we also are able to move through them and not just try and change them or get rid of them, but observing them just as they are, which is just their emotions. And we need to learn how to you know, process them. And that can be in the form of, again, movement, talking to people about them, always seeking help, you know, in the form of therapy, if this really becomes more of a mood, moods last longer. So emotions typically are short, you know, short lasting, but it, your emotions can impact your mood. And when they're and your emotions are dysregulated regularly, that really can impact your mood. So certainly seek help from um, specialist when you need that. And don't be ever afraid of of doing that out of fear of judgment. Sometimes therapy has a stigma to it. And and we all need therapy because we're all humans existing in a world that is complicated. And we're going to be better off if we learn how to regulate our emotions. And we often will need 
extra help with that. Just like my friend reached out. She is a therapist and she reached out to another therapist because she needed help in how to best, you know, be a parent and deal with her own emotional triggers from her own childhood. So reach out, take good care of yourself, notice emotions, name them, feel them, describe them so that they are these kind of separate entities. And then when they come up again, they're not just like a stranger that's that's making you feel scared or angry, but they are something that you recognize and say, oh yeah, hello, frustration. I've seen you before. And I know that the frustration is real right now. And here's why, and here, here's how we're going to move through it. So have your own inner coping skills, but do reach out to others when you need some extra super support. So emotional re- regulation, I hope this helped you today. It was fascinating talking to my friend because I had never thought, I, I remember in those moments, like when my daughter or son, but especially my daughter, because she was somebody that expressed emotions much more vibrantly, I will say. And I remember in those moments, what I would do is sit next to her and just, and it was that idea of like what, what my friend was saying, like, you're safe and you're feeling this and I'm here for you. And that's not the time to try and take that feeling away. It's not the time to teach any kind of, you know, life lesson. It's really just the time to ground and hold space for that for the person who's experiencing it, because then that's teaching your child how to regulate, like to feel it and then to move through it. And that it's, you're going to be safe in feeling it. Because a lot of times when that, those emotions come up, they're uncomfortable. That's when we kind of run away from them versus improving how to regulate them. So that's the big difference is like, it's okay to feel them. In fact, we want to feel the feelings, but we just don't want it have those feelings send us into, you know, this, any kind of tantrum, so to speak, even as adults, we see that happen. So let's all work on our emotional intelligence by regulating our emotions and learning all the things that might trigger those things that, so that we can better, it's all information. We're gathering information. So if you know, for instance, if I know I'm going to be around somebody who does tend to kind of trigger me and that's like a family member or a you know um, co-worker that which is neither by the way I have wonderful relationships with all those but I'm using that as an example you can prepare yourself knowing that some emotions might come up and you can process them and that's that adaptability you can be able to continue interacting with good coping skills because you have regulated yourself I hope this helps you today. I'd love to hear if you have any tips for emotional regulation. You can always write me at support at lityoga.com. And we're all in this together, this journey of life, which is obviously going to send us into lots of different feelings. But the the take home here is to feel your feelings. Don't be ashamed of them. Don't be afraid of them. But just start to acknowledge them as what they are, that in that moment you are feeling something and having the self-awareness, being able to tune in to how you're feeling you'll be able to kind of reach those emotions in a much healthier and sustainable way and always use movement to help that. And as always, I'm pulling for you.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.